All Rise for the Lincoln Law Pod, a part of SoManyShows.com. In this episode, Tracy, Pete, and I will be your hosts for the Lincoln Lawyer Season 2 finale. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing all right. Excited to talk about the finale. Ready to go. Ready to go. All righty. The title of the Season 2 Episode 10 finale is Bury Your Past, which was written by Ted Humphrey and Dalen Rodriguez. They're the showrunners also for the show. And the episode is directed by Ben Hernandez Bray. I think I speak for us all in saying that we've had so much fun discussing the season this year with all the twists and turns during each episode. It's been a fun ride with Mickey Holler and Associates, and we look forward to more down the road in season three. Stay tuned. Also, after this episode of us recapping and breaking down the episode to Tracy's interview with Ted Humphrey. And here to start us off is said Tracy. <laughs> All right. Yay. Yes, we're excited to have three different voices to talk about the episode tonight and share opinions and uh, just sort of kick some ideas around, reminisce a little bit about season two. So, yes, welcome back, Pete. P.I., is Cisco still your favorite? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. like, I, like I said, it, it, why wouldn't he be? What did he do? What did he do this season to make to make anybody not like him? Okay. You guys, that's a question for you guys right now. <laughs> Nothing. He did break some big laws, but, you know, he's moved forward. He's moved did forward. Did you see the way he set up that wedding? Come on. I know. Super. We we definitely got to see this romantic side of of Cisco more this year. And he he's definitely filling out the the big teddy bear role. I mean, he's big and tough. We got we got that last season. We know. But he's got this teddy bear side. Very romantic, too. So he's he's the real deal. So, yeah, he's a good one. All right. Well, yes, we come to episode 10. Mickey's going to do his closing statement. We're going to get a verdict. We're going to get some more surprises and reveals. And we're going to set up for season three. So, and of course, we have a celebration to discuss the, the big wedding. So there's no no surprise there that these two were planning to get hitched. So we can talk about that as well. So let's start off. They're getting ready for court mickey's got to prepare his closing statement lorna's nervous about it he's a little nervous about it but she still tries to give him his his usual pep talk which is good she's still there in that regard and even in the in the the beginning we've got the another song from the silver sun pickups it's very upbeat enjoying that song and they're like struggling to pick out their outfits and things you know which tie to wear and, and things like that but they get there they're ready to go. Mickey goes up for his closing statement, and he, he pretty much sticks with uh, the with the framing idea that she's been framed. And uh, I think she refer he refers to Andrea's uh, closing as a fairy tale, and mm-hmm. he talks about why Lisa would be you know sort of a perfect person to frame because you know she had had issues with Mitchell Bondurant and so forth. So he does his best closes uh things out and it's just time to wait for the verdict and the verdict comes back pretty fast were you guys surprised how fast it came back i was yes yes i was absolutely i personally thought that the whole episode would have been dragged out through this whole trial and tribulation i did not think that we would get there so quickly yeah and then when we we did i said it has to be guilty because then 
the rest of the episode will be him reversing that. Ah, so okay. I didn't. Yeah, the last thing I saw coming was a quick "not guilty," the end, walk away, and then like, because mm-hmm. then you're like, now what? Yeah, yeah. As a yeah, viewer, that's point. the way I felt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because then, then he could have been uh, trying to what is it to reopen the the case with the uh, with the news from Walter Kim or you know right. Walter Kim's you know now the suspect or whatever. So yeah, yeah that's a good point. It could have could have gone either way with that quick verdict. Mm-hmm. So. Another thing that's going to be extra fun about this conversation is Pete has not read the books, the Lincoln Lawyer books, and Mike and I both have. So it's always fun to get that different perspective. And again, we're not going to, we're trying not to spoil anything from the books, but it does create sort of a different perspective. And we can assure you that not everything in the series is the same as the book. So Mike and I are still surprised at some things too. We won't say specifically which ones, but, but yeah, we'll get some surprises in there too. But I always enjoy Pete's perspective in that regard, just from clean slate. You know, what, what did you think of, of what happened? Well, well, let me just add to that. Um, Okay. Pete has not read any books. So any TV <laughs> show that we discuss, I will pretty much have no book input. As as a matter of fact, the closest I get to it, honestly, because um, somebody mentioned this to me, why don't you read more books, is when I watch a TV show or a movie and I'm really into it and it leaves me on some sort of a cliffhanger or I just don't have enough, I'll go online and look for the summary of the book. Okay. And then I'll read the summary of the book and be like, oh, okay, so that fills in this blank that f- and then make my own story make your but own I'm, story. I'm not a i'm not a reader i'm not a reader at all honestly so i'm, I'm that's a fresh okay. perspective on that slate yeah that's okay and you 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 spend a lot of time watching tv so you got you know you got to pick your time yeah. where you're going to spend it so yeah that i think that'll be fun during tonight's conversation too to get some of those different perspectives mike why don't you pick up because the lorna gets a call and the verdict's back and she's a little nervous too that it came back so soon yeah because i mean she was really nervous i mean when she approaches you know, when Lorna approaches them, because uh, Mickey was on the bench and, you know, trying to also calm Lisa's nerves at the mm-hmm. same time. And then he said a line to her, which was, I believe, used against or with uh, Elliot in season one. You know, these mm-hmm. are gods of guilt. You know, we yeah. leave it up to them. Yeah. So Lorna looks extremely nervous. But, you know, she even asked Mickey, is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing? You know, she even, you know, she's on edge, pins and needles. So when the verdict is read and they say not guilty, I think, I mean, almost Lorna jumps out of the chair, you know, in celebration. Yeah, she does. Almost, and, yeah, like a big, big cheer, almost like a... Well, they were holding hands. You saw that, right? I, I oh, forgot I that. that. Yeah, they I grabbed did. each other's hand. I'm watching, I'm watching it, and I see them grab each other's oh, hand. Because when they went up, when she jumped up, halfway up, she let go of his hand. Oh, oh okay. okay. Good yeah. find. Good, good spotting I missed, that. I missed that. But uh, what I, I, the thing that I came or that I thought about with this uh, verdict is in scene was earlier in the season, Andrea says that when the verdict comes in, she's going to be looking at Mickey, not the jury, not the judge, not Lisa. Uh-huh. She's going to be looking at Mickey, but she did not. She, she did looking not. At the jury. Okay. She was looking at the jury when the verdict came in. She didn't look over till Mickey or over in Mickey's direction until when uh, Mickey and Lorna and Lisa were all hugging. Mm-hmm. type of thing just before and i think there was a slight nod there too if i'm not mistaken <laughs> i think so i think i recall that yeah yeah mm-hmm. so yeah they come they come Sorry. back with with the not guilty now we know going into this episode that uh mickey was extra nervous because at this point they pretty much had felt like walter kim was the murderer but you know they rested their case so they weren't able to 
pursue that angle. So all he had was the defense he already had put together. And, you know, that's just, that's got to mess with your mind when you're like, I could tell you so much more reasons that she's not guilty. So, you know, he was on edge with that. So I think they were obviously happy for the not guilty verdict and just relieved knowing, you know, what they already knew. But if we back up for a minute, we, we did in this episode, get a little more information about Walter Kim. He had been missing for a few days, right? We found out and they ended up finding his car. They found a a mirror, a broken mirror that inspectors use to look up at different angles. And Cisco's telling Mickey and and Lorna about this. Is is, is he there too? I'm trying to think. It's back in the office. office. I think she's still in the office. They were in the conference room. They were in the conference room. Okay. Yeah. So, and he does a little demonstration with Lorna's makeup mirror and could show how Walter Kim could have used that mirror to sort of make a, a light or reflection up in the, you know, up in the ceiling and that would attract someone's attention and make them look up. And that's how he would be tall enough to hit him over the head. And then we find out later in the episode, even that blood was found on his boots. So we can kind of, we can kind of put that to rest. And I don't know that Mickey could really pursue it, but he he says he doesn't, he's not going to. His client was, you know, let the police and other people handle that. His client was found not guilty and then his job is done. So did it, did it make you guys, did it give you some closure, kind of closing that loop on Walter Kim? A little bit, but I still think, I mean, if they could have framed Lisa or if he could have framed Lisa, you know, uh-huh. somebody could have framed him type of thing too. So, okay. I don't know if it's officially closed in my mind yet because right, there could always be another twist or turn around the corner. You never know. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it was still early in the episode. So I too was feeling like there's got to be something else here. And I still did not trust Lisa this whole time. I, I never completely trusted her. Even when we found out about Walter Kim, I was like, okay, yeah, it sounds like she did not do it. Sounds like he did it, but I just never really embraced her the whole season. So I don't know what kind of impression we were supposed to come away with from her. But at that point, I was just like, it's over. That's it. You know, but obviously more happens in the episode that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But while they are celebrating, um, they have a celebration back at the office and Lorna's got the champagne and everything and something non-alcoholic for Izzy and Mickey. And then at the restaurant, Lisa's crew, you know, at the restaurant's having a celebration and a, a, um, a lot of people are coming, I think, from the neighborhood. So there's a couple parties going on, but Mickey, he hangs out for a while. But another thing that happens during uh, the, he, he does not go to Lisa's celebration. He He stays at the office. But Lorna gets a phone call in the midst of all this celebrating and she's happy, happy, happy. And then she gets disappointed about the phone call. Who wants to talk about that? I could jump in here real quick. Only because I have three notes and this is one of them. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do really with the show per se, but it has to do with the character. Okay. Um, As you guys know, I am a big fan of the Cisco character, right? Right. Um, And now... I, every time something happens in the show, because now we've been, you know, exposed to it enough, you know, something that somebody doesn't like, or somebody, somebody, something, somebody needs to be, you know, shooken down or scared <laughs> or intimidated, they send Cisco. Uh huh. Now, at no point out of the hundreds of people that this guy's scared the poop out of, 
Has nobody ever called the cops on him and said, hey, get this guy in this frame and look into him and say, hey, he's working for Mickey Holland. Mickey Holland's a shady lawyer. Let's follow Cisco a little bit and see what he's doing. Oh, look, he was an ex this and ex that. Oh, look, he's a criminal background in the past. Maybe not now, but he has a past. Let's just keep an eye on him. Yeah. Because every time something happens, this was his reaction. Like, oh, they booked it, double booked it. You want me to go down and talk to them? Now, I love (laughs) Cisco. I love Cisco. So this is not a knock on Cisco at all. I'm just being realistic here. Like, the people like the... um, like, you know, like at Bosch, the Moe's and any kind of handle or enforcer or somebody in that job realm. How are they not being looked at by the government at any point in time? Like you got feds all over this show. Yeah. Following Alex Grant, following this one, following Kim, following Mitchell, following whoever. Nobody's well, following Cisco for years and years and years with that background, that past and his current events of what's going on, how he's so close to everything. Well, I think he's doing just well enough at intimidating the people he's trying to intimidate that they're not going to complain, like go to anyone and complain, you know, it, it's so he, but all it know, takes is one is what I'm yeah. saying. You know that it just takes one person to go to the cops and be like, this guy harassed me. All right, let's look up this guy. All right. You know what? Let's keep an eye on him. And then yeah. he goes to the next person. And now it's like, I don't know. It's just like I said, this when he was like, I was like, dude, you got to stop telling people you want me to go talk to him. You talking to him is not going to solve any problems at this point. Yeah, there's yeah. certain times to talk to people and there's certain times not to talk to people. So yeah. we love you. We want so you, you to stay here. So you you think we should be a little a little nervous for Cisco that that's just not realistic to you that he would be able to quote handle so many situations and not get. Um, or attention. how long before season three, four or five of Lincoln Lawyer does Cisco get himself in the trouble and then um, Mickey has to defend Cisco? And yeah. that's one of the main plot trials. And now we got to worry about it. one of our beloved characters in trouble. You're married now. Go have some children. Relax. <laughs> enjoy your dog. You know, work mm-hmm. for Mickey. On You know, you're not even in the yeah. gang no more. You paid your debt. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that 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 is interesting. He that has just come so naturally to him yes. to say, I'll, you want me to take care of it? You know, but he doesn't need to take care of it this time because Izzy steps up and she kind of gives him a look that she she's going to take care of it. And but yeah, it, it, it is, it's hard seeing Lorna go from being so happy about the verdict to, to being sad that her wedding venue was double booked. And, you know, she feels like she can't do anything about it, but well, she can't. She can't because he said to yeah. her, well, you have a contract. You signed it, right? She goes, yeah. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. That she never signed like it. She yeah. knew she was, she knew she was defeated. Yeah. Yeah. She knew there wasn't any other option, but, but yeah, we, 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 we know Izzy will have her back and things will work out. There will be a celebration, but Mickey ends up back at home later that night. And who shows up? Lisa. She's ready mm-hmm. to have a personal celebration with Mickey. She ha- he ha- she has to sever their business relationship in order to to move further. And so she does this big declaration that she's firing him as her attorney. And they jump into the sack. Little so, do we know that this is the worst thing she could have done in her life ever. Mm-hmm. This is the what? If, this is the worst thing she could have done in her life ever. We find out later on in the episode, yeah. and we'll get to that. But she yeah. should have just stayed home, enjoyed her leftovers, watched the movie, took a <laughs> bath, and went to sleep. It would have been a lot better <laughs> off for her. Trust me. Well, that kind of leads me to my question I had for you guys. So, you know, definitely this hookup was was not anything like Mickey and, and Maggie. You know, it was just wham, bam, you know. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am, or whatever. And I, but I still, I was surprised 
that Mickey pursued or, or went along with anything else with Lisa. I just well, kind of thought he'd be done with her after the verdict, after the trial, because there had just been so many ups and downs. She'd been with, you know, kind of withholding information. She kept dropping these surprises. <laughs> she couldn't pay him. She even approached him about paying her bail. And it, to right, me, there well, were a lot of red flags. So I, I thought I, at the end of the trial, he would just kind of be like done with her. I looked at it the whole opposite direction, actually, okay. because when I watched these shows, I knew there was a season three coming. So I first I try to foresee the next move. Mm-hmm. Now, you see his ex-wife, who he thought he was going to get back with, is out of the equation now, at least temporary, if not mm-hmm. for seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. I thought because the, the trial ended so early in the episode that they were going to build the relationship with Lisa and Mickey and she was going to take over the female spouse or like female lover role of his life going to season okay. three now with with this all going on as okay. for she can't afford to pay the lawyer as we all found out mm-hmm. after the court was done um <laughs> no but like you get what i'm saying like i'm sitting here thinking like oh she's i don't i don't like her i never liked her i always mm-hmm. thought that there was going to be something weird but i didn't know it was going to be like after she was not guilty i was like oh she's definitely going to be like on okay. maybe she's a season three character also mm-hmm. You know, maybe she's going to, you know, she's a strong female role. It was, yeah. a, it was to me, I'm I'm looking at the season three at this point. Cause I'm like, what do we have left here? That's going to get me into season three. Mm-hmm. You got to okay. give me something at yeah. this point in the episode. So I thought it was the other way where she was going to stick around for a while. And this is going to be the beginning of their, their relationship. Okay. That's interesting. I can see that perspective now that you explain it. What about you, Mike? At the, at the end of the trial, did you, did you think Mickey was going to be done with Lisa or that they might rekindle the flames? Um, difficult question. I first watched through, I think, I didn't think it was, I didn't think Mickey would just kind of drop her all together. I mean, mm-hmm. so when she showed up at the house, I'm like, oh, you know, and then he, you know, asked her to, asked her to fire him. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, so I, didn't, I, I didn't think, I kind of saw it kind of Pete's way a little bit with uh, maybe okay. continuing the relationship. Especially after that 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 scene where she shows up at his house. Yeah, why is yeah. she still around at that point? She yeah. should be. Well, that's. Be I was. The, I was surprised. I was surprised that that they did hook up or whatever because I I felt like he. I thought maybe he was going to be done with her. He kind of downplayed her party. You know, he wasn't going to go. He made excuses or whatever. So I thought that was almost his way of like just sort of easing back out of things. He did his job. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the verdict they wanted. And in her favor and i thought that was just kind of his way of just sort of slowly stepping back but then when she showed up he seemed happy i mean just you know when she showed up at the door he seemed happy to see her and i was like oh well i guess he is still interested in her and then you know well we saw the interest it. throughout the whole season because i mean every time they'd have a private one-on-one you know he's holding her hands or mm-hmm. you know being close so i mean the closeness was always there so i kind of saw that happening yeah you know, af- afterwards because of the fact that you know, even his daughter picked up on there was something there. That's you know, true. A couple episodes back, so I guess yeah. I just didn't really ever buy into it. I never, I guess, I just never really saw the two of them together. So it's probably me projecting, you know, my feelings well, there. To explain your point too, Tracy, maybe he just didn't want to be seen all lovey-dovey with her in public, knowing that he's her right. lawyer and it's a big scene where every time they're in private, he had no problem expressing himself, but when mm-hmm. they went public, he always toned it down a lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. But um, but yeah. So I, I mean, I guess you know, for all intents and purposes, they're kind of you know back together, or not that they weren't together, like you said. 
but it's, it does look like okay maybe they're gonna you know kind of pursue this further but the other shoe drops because mickey feels like some things weren't adding up and not making sense and then we get the the big reveal that i think we were all kind of waiting for like we just i, I felt like there's got to be something else i know that you know Lorna and Cisco are going to are going to get married so that's probably going to happen here in the finale and so that'll be part of the episode but what else is there I just feel like there's got to be something else something just seemed to lurk yeah I want to jump in here real quick because I felt like the same way you did however what I thought was going to happen was when he was at dinner after the thing talking to his uh, mentor Mm -hmm. and his mentor was talking about how life is this and you got to be careful I thought that something was going to happen where Alex Grant was going to hire somebody or have that old guy who was mentor killed. Oh, legal seagull. Yeah. Yes. And then that would have been his next case against them. Cause like I said, I'm always looking forward to what's the catch for season three. Right. How are you going right. to catch me here? And you're running out of time now. Right. Right. Yeah. So at so that I'm, point, we I'm thinking this, know. someone's getting popped mm-hmm. close to him. That's, that's a very important. That's what I'm thinking in my head, knowing the way uh, a TV okay. show goes. Okay. So that's why okay. I thought it was going to be dooming. Because why show him? Mm-hmm. Why show that dinner at all? Unless something really bad was about to happen yeah. right after. Yeah. No. Interesting. So even after he, even after Mickey, I'm sorry to cut you off, but even after Mickey left the, the dinner, he almost got ran over. Yeah, he yep. did. He did. So, he so did. now you're thinking to yourself, like, here we go. Yeah. You start to get that feeling in your chest, like, oh my god, like, pay attention because this is this is the catch. It's coming. The hook's but, coming. But even before that dinner. And all that happened, we, we definitely get another big reveal about Lisa. So even yes. before the dinner with, with Legal Siegel, you know, I I felt even then that there's there's just got to be something else. This can't just be over. It just didn't feel over. And I'm sure there's stuff in the writing that led us to believe that, too. You know, they're, they're make, probably making us feel that way for a reason. So um, Mickey... Has, it's the weekend. He's going to go hang out with Haley. He's back at his office wrapping up a few things. He gets a check from Henry Dahl for the first like payout of the podcast. So that's that's kind of funny after all that they went through. And you know, he didn't not he wasn't a fan of Henry, but I'm sure he'll cash that check. So oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and then Andrea comes by, and I thought it was fun seeing her. I don't know if this like made an impression on you at all but she had her hair down like much more casual look you know she's not in trial i noticed that immediately and her tone was a little bit different and the kind of a playful banter between her and mickey where she gives him that mug that says like what number one lawyer or something and she she essentially congratulates him and you know they they have a little bit of, of back and forth and she's the one who confirms about the the that she heard about the blood on Walter Kim's boots, matching Bondurant's blood on his boots. So that's where we kind of, you know, pretty much close that loop. That Let me jump fun. in with a bold prediction here then. All right, get how bold. About, how about in season three, we somehow find ourselves in a situation where they have to work together? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for just for one case, one thing, they have to mm-hmm. work together, whatever, however you do it. I don't know. I'm not the writer. I'm not the creator. Mm-hmm. You guys have a lot of work to do to make that happen, but... <laughs> Yep. Figure it out and make it happen. Rather, Mickey has a trial himself and she's defending him or whatever it is. Well, I don't know about you, Mike, but there are, with no spoilers, there. there's material out there that could lend itself yes, to is. that. Yeah, so yes, it's is. interesting. I like that, Pete. I like that. That's interesting. Coming in, coming in blind with bold <laughs> predictions, people. <laughs> so what we learn is that Lisa is 
not guilty of Bondurant's murder, but she is guilty of something. And with how this kind of transpires, Mickey goes to the beach with Haley. They're walking along Venice Beach, taking in, having something to eat or drink, walking along, and they start hearing all the sounds. You know, that's a busy beach, a lot of activity going on. And Mickey, I thought he was like going to pass out or something or was getting sick. I thought this was the stroke that was going to be the hook. Mickey's sick. He's in the hospital. Yeah. Like season two to three to see if he makes it out. Yeah. What's going on? Did he get poisoned? (laughs) Or some kind of, or maybe some kind of aftermath from the beating it took half. Yes. Internal bleeding. We don't know about. Yeah. Some after Mm -hmm. effect of that. That's interesting. Yeah. He did not look right. And Haley, of course, noticed it. Dad, what's wrong? But then you do, they do cue you in, you know, cue the sounds so that you tell he's he, he's focusing on the different sounds he hears from the the street musician and the the clanging of the weights and hearing the surf and putting all those sounds together and then you see him flashing back to his phone call with Jeff Trammell and hearing those same sounds so he's like wait a minute you used to you know it took me a minute it took me a few minutes mm-hmm. but to kind of put it together but he you know he's thinking I'm hearing these sounds from Venice Beach on a phone call with someone who's supposed to be in Mexico. What's going on here? So that obviously raises a red flag. He makes a phone call. I'm not sure to who. Cisco. You hear him say, hey, Cisco. Oh, okay. Okay, good, good. And then, you know, eventually we, we find out he gets back home and does some research, looks at some old social media and everything. And he approaches Lisa the next day while she's in her garden. And, you know, he says there are a few things that just didn't add up. And do you want to talk about those few things, Mike? Oh, sure. Just kind of how he uh, laid so it he out. There's, yeah, there was three things that didn't really match up that the, um, <clears throat> that, <clears throat> that he didn't, never understood about Lisa, that she never sold to Bondurant, even though it was a lot of money. She mm-hmm. could have moved to restaurants somewhere else. And her response was, I didn't want to be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't put up the restaurant for her bail. She would rather have spent the time in jail than putting up her property for bail. And that she always loses her temper when someone else brings up Jeff. And we've seen that a handful of times throughout the mm-hmm. season. Throwing the spoon over the flan or whatever. And when, when, when Mickey was trying to bring it up, I think for the second time. Yeah. So, and then when yes. Andrea was egging her on in the cross examination, yep. she she you know lost her temper there. Yeah, so he's starting to put all these pieces together. And cilantro, people, I knew cilantro was going to mean something. Now I, I thought I, so too from the first episode, right? Yeah, we heard it at least once in the first episode. Once in the second episode, cilantro comes up again. Now I will. Yes. I, I felt like it had to mean something. But I will admit, last season, I thought that fish on the wall was going to mean something because they kept talking about that, too. And that turned out to be nothing. But I got my um, reward this season because the cilantro did mean something. And Mickey even refers to it. He has put together that Lisa killed her husband and he's buried underneath the garden. So Mm -hmm. the fact that she was saying how he hated cilantro, just it's almost like poetic you know, that he would be underneath the garden, (laughs) providing all sorts of biological fertilization (laughs) or something. But he points out that kind of the the big thing that he finally figures out is with the the laws in California, you know, Jeff had filed for divorce and there really didn't have to be a big contest over who got what property or how much that it's like common law, I guess, so that he would automatically get half. 
So he could just walk away and take take half. You know, if he had he didn't want to be married to Lisa and he wanted half of the restaurant, uh, half of the business, he could just take half. But then why would he withdraw his divorce application or whatever you call it within just a couple of weeks? But then we never heard from him again. That's just that's fishy. So mm-hmm. so that's how you know that's kind of the final thing that that Mickey talks about and thinks about and puts it together that she was not going to let him walk away with, you know, half of her restaurant and, and her, her assets. You know, she said that, that he was talking about how bad he was and abuse and things like that. So she tries to defend her. He, she knows he's got her, you know, that he's figured it out. And she does still try to defend herself. Which is stupid. The first thing she should have said is, I would like to rehire you as my lawyer right now. <laughs> That's the first thing she should have said. Even if he said no, she should have never admitted anything, said, I want to rehire you as my lawyer, and then I'll mm-hmm. answer all your questions. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, she tries to defend herself, and he's he's just like, no, you know, it is what it is. I don't need, you know, it's almost like he's saying, I don't need to know why or any of that. You know, I knew something was off, and that, you know, I think he uses the phrase, I knew you were not guilty of Bondurant, but that didn't make me feel like you were not guilty of everything of all things so pete as um not having any familiarity with the books what did you think of the the reveal about that that was not the real jeff trammell you know because he figured that out that we didn't even mention that but hopefully it was clear that that was not the real jeff trammell that was just an actor that had worked at the restaurant he found some old pictures and so because obviously he figured out that Jeff Trammell was dead and buried under the garden. So it couldn't have, have been him. What, what did you think of the whole killed her husband reveal? Okay. So I have a few things to say about this. So let's move ahead just one second. Okay. And when Mickey leaves, right, we can move to the part when he walks out and goes in the car. Yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. talks to Lana. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he hears the police. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, you know, I didn't call the police. I, I'm, I'm not calling the police. And she's like, I can. Yeah. So we find out that she called the cops. Now, mm-hmm. I got a couple things to say real quick before I answer your question. First of all, Mickey, mind your business. The trial's over. Move on, bro. <laughs> Second of all, Lisa, you couldn't control yourself. You need that night of passion, and now you don't have a lawyer to defend you in the case that could probably get you off. Third, Lorna, you rat, you hypocrite. How are you going to sit there and call the cops on Lisa unless you were jealous that she was so close with Mickey and intimate with Mickey when your husband is currently Cisco and your ex-husband is Mickey? Both people shady with the law in the past. And I'm sure when you were married, you were exposed to things that you could not testify about. But you're going to sit here and put somebody else in jail for some? Mind your business, people. Sorry, that's the street person in me. However, <laughs> that's a I hot th- take. That's a hot take. I will tell, I'll give you that. Back to answer. We didn't need. We didn't need like. We didn't need like ten minutes of this episode. We did not need. Everybody just minded their business and went home. We'd been fine. I. I. I was kind of shocked when I. But I, again, to me, it was confusing because now when we find out that Lisa's the murderer and then we hear the cops in my head, I'm like, we're almost out of time. Is season three gonna be Mickey defending Lisa, like and right. trying to get her out of this? Like, is this gonna be like? How is this going to work for season three now? If she's going to be in jail for or on trial and she's the trial, how Mickey, you know, and he's not her lawyer at this point, and he kind of seems to resent her and hate her like the way he left off. Yeah. I didn't seem like he was going to defend her. So I'm like, where's the hook? What's going on? Like, yeah. what's going to happen? Is this, and if this closes, if this closes your Lisa, your Lisa case and we never see her again because she goes to jail, what's the hook? The episode's almost over. What do I do? 
You are just mm-hmm. so anxious for that hook the whole episode. I can because tell. Because I know it's coming. There's no yeah. way that – listen, so I'm sitting here like, okay, season three is going to be a banger. What What's it going to be about? And at the end of this episode, which we won't, we'll get to in a second, mm-hmm. I got what I was looking for. So okay. I'm very happy and grateful for that. because. So at helped. this point, when we find out about Lisa killing her husband – at that point, you were a little concerned that that was going to be the next story and you weren't really interested in that story continuing. And, and if she wasn't going to be his new girlfriend female role in the, in mm-hmm. the show, right? Then, then what are we doing with her? Like, yeah, she just disappears. You just wasted an extra whatever minutes with her. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, like to me, it was confusing. I, I'm starting to get nervous now. Like, I gotcha. are you really just going to end with like him surfing? You know what I'm right. saying? He's going to go surfing. <laughs> No, no. And yeah. you're gonna see like Alex Grant in an office somewhere. Like I'll get him next season. Yeah. You know, like okay. So by the go? end of the episode, you kind of felt like okay, yeah, there were, we may not go back to this, or this isn't the big thing that we're continuing. But at that point, you're kind of like, wait, is this the carryover? I, I get I that. I did. I did not expect what we got at the end. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. why it was good. They got me. They got you there. And okay. These TV shows don't get me because I always think of every angle you could think of, and they got me. So yeah. good. Good on them. So back what to happened? Mickey. Heading back to the car, you know, to, to Lorna, and he, he he hears the sirens, and he's like, wait, wait, what would you do? I, I'm a defense attorney, you know, I can't call the cops about this, and she said she's not a defense attorney, and she didn't call the cops, she called one cop, and there's her guy, Griggs, and I, I was um, happy to- I like him. You like Me him? Too. I like him, too. He, I'm definitely a fan. And so they, they talked for a little bit, but the thing that struck me the most, and, and he'll get to the bottom of it. That's the thing. That's why I was like, okay, he can close this loop. We don't need Mickey or the more story, you know. Definitely. I was really happy to see him. We didn't, I don't think we've seen him since episode two in this season, if I'm not mistaken. Cause I know he, yeah, I think he, you're right. Uh, I think you're right. Helped out with glory days situation. After that, I don't think we'd seen him all that much. Yeah, no, it was nice to see him again, and we know he'll get to the bottom of whatever's happened there in Lisa's yard. But the thing that got me the most when, you know, he's like, he walks away, he's like, effing holler. What did that remind yep. you of? Yeah, well, you know. Bosch. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, yes, it runs in the family. So Mickey's getting that reputation, too. So I thought that was really fun. So but I'm still yeah. I'm still worried about the the legalities of this i know that mickey's a defense attorney i know laura lorna is not but i think doesn't that isn't there some kind of purview where he's and she's an employee of his so i'm, I'm yeah. wondering if this won't come back to bite her in the butt later on in like a season three not if it's an anonymous tip <laughs> oh, anonymous. Is, yeah anonymous <laughs> if i were a betting woman if I were a betting woman, I would say that this probably chalks up to one of those things where Ted says, you know, it's TV. We can take some liberties with, with TV. So, right. yeah, I don't know if it would hold up for sure what she did or how she did it. But I, I my impression is, yes, we are closing that loop that it's Griggs will take care of it. And I don't think it'll come back on that. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go I'm out and say not. I don't think we see her or that case again. I think they move forward now with that. Um, Yeah, no, well, it's. And I think I think there was supposed to be a lot of ambiguity there, too, because, um, again, I don't want to spoil the interview with Ted, but some of these things um, will come up in the interview. But I think from talking to him and, and other things that we hear so and see that we're not I think we're not supposed to know if we really believe Lisa or like Lisa. I think it's all supposed to be really ambiguous. And that part definitely played out well. 
and and speaking of of some of those things when you went back on your subsequent watches did you listen to the lyrics of the silver sun pickup song move on fast it goes move on fast bury your past like when i went back i'm like bury your past i didn't catch that no yeah i missed that so yeah go back because it it just repeats in that lyric bury your past and oh well yeah she did some burying for sure well, also, then, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but uh, at one point during Mickey's closing argument, he was saying yes. that, uh, that you know, some people that are trying to bury their skeletons in the past, try to leave them. It kind of zooms in on Lisa at that point, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then I brought that up with Ted that that was a really cool moment. Yeah, he says people with buried skeletons would do anything to keep them buried. You know, and he's, it. of course, he's, of course, referring to, you know, Alex Grant. But yes. um, yeah, when they went, went to, when I went back and watched and they panned to, to Lisa on that, and I was like, oh, that was a big, you know, big little mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, so, foreshadowing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. So yeah, I think we can kind of leave that story and shift into wedding mode, which is where they move to next in the story. So Izzy has offered up her studio as not the wedding ceremony venue, but for the party. First, we see Cisco and Lorna coming out of the courthouse. They're they're officially married. She chooses not to take his name because there's so many consonants. She yep. says he's <laughs> fine with that. And but he surprises her that they are gonna have they are gonna have a celebration afterwards after all. And she's he says he's taking her to brunch, but he has to blindfold her. And I'm thinking, what kind of brunch are you going to where you have to be blindfolded, but okay. And then, but it's to surprise her that it's at Izzy studio and there's a bunch of people there. It's not just a celebration for them, but with, you know, Mickey's there and their friends and Haley's there. And of course, Winston's there looking very hey, handsome. Yeah. Let me jump in here for a second, Tracy, because so first of all, people take notes, be like Cisco. He managed to take a situation that was terrible and make it better than what he would have had if they would have went along and booked the hall because he mm-hmm. proved to her how well he knows her and how mm-hmm. much he adores her and how much he would like just do for her to turn one of the worst moments of her life into one of the best moments of her life. Now, of course, I'm not yeah. talking about the wedding, but like to turn a situation like that and still make it yeah. even better than what it would have been. Um, mm-hmm. Hats off to him, and honestly, like I am nowhere near the man that he is, even though he is a TV character. But everybody should strive to be more like that with your wife, significant other, or anybody that you love. Um, that's first of all. Second yep. of all, because of the foreshadowing, and now the episode's really almost over, and I'm sitting here like, <laughs> oh my god, is somebody gonna come in and shoot Mickey, or, yeah. or? What's what's the worst thing that can happen to me as a viewer here? And you know what it was? The cops come in and arrest Cisco on his wedding day during the oh. reception because of oh what he gosh. did to pay his debt back for the biker gang that we never found out. Oh, I thought in my man. head, this is yeah. all going to be the and that'll be him defending oh. Cisco in season three, and I'm going to be so I'm going to throw up right now. That's what I thought in my head because I'm like, there's nothing left. What else can you throw at me? Right, Where's the hook? Right. You are still waiting for that hook. Yes, that it, so... it dragged me to the end. It was literally like watching a basketball game that ends on a three-point shot at the buzzer. Yep. Yeah, you keep thinking this is the end, so where's the hook? Where's the hook? Is and, it just uh, going to no. end like this? Is he going to be surfing in two minutes? Like, right. is this or it? Is Some it, music? 
Or is it just going to end on the wedding? Like, because you don't like that scenario. So is and it they just going to end on the they, wedding? And- well, you know what happened, too? At the reception, they started explaining where they're all going from then on. Like, Izzy's like, I'm going to run the yeah. studio, work part-time here. And Lauren is like, mm-hmm. I'm going on my honeymoon. And you got these temps now. And you, this mm-hmm. new guy called about the case. So you're going to – this is your next case. And I'm like, we don't have time to build another case. Yeah, exactly. So what's, what's going to happen? Like, is he going to get hit by a car? What happens to be Alex Grant? Right, right. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Like I'm sitting here like heart out of my chest. I'm like, is it just gonna end like Sopranos to just go black? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And am I gonna have to just wait the next season to say I don't know. So I'm getting nervous now and upset. Yeah. I I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. It it's, it's it to, to point number one, yes, it was very impressive by Cisco that you could tell he put a lot of thought and in, in that not just so much thought, he knows her so well. And and yes. Mike, we've talked about that earlier in the season. They he just knows her so well and they make such a great team, a great pairing. And so yeah, she was she was really pleased. It was a good time. Anything that you want to point out about the celebration that you particularly liked or enjoyed before we move on to that hook that we're going to finally get? Well, just the, uh, I wanted to bring up that I actually did tear up during the party scene because, because of all this trouble that Cisco went to, he he set up everything, Mm -hmm. him and Izzy worked together to Mm -hmm. set this up. And mm-hmm. I think I started tearing up when the uh, mariachi band started playing yeah. the song Journey. for the first dance. And it's like, it's it was so well done. And yeah. then the one thing I wanted to point out was the, uh, what was it, Lorna's suspicion, gut feeling about Lisa that yes. she probably set up for Mickey to get beaten up instead of right. it being Alex Grant or coordinated by Alex Grant, I should say. Yeah, and we know so, that Lorna has those gut feelings, and we talked about that earlier in the season too. That she's pretty, she's pretty on target with her gut so far. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't, I had not thought of that, and I wouldn't put it past Lisa to have arranged that like she, like she felt. So that was a, a another strike against Lisa for sure, because I'm thinking yep. Lorna may be right. Yeah, crazy that this guy you supposedly care about, and you're going to get him beat up, but. She did protect his face and his kahunas, so (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's what she cared about. (laughs) Oh man, but no, I think I think I think Lorna was probably right. So, anything from you, Pete, on the the wedding party? Anything about that that you wanted to share? I'm gonna agree with Mike, and you might want to take this part out the podcast, but. There's some subliminal messaging going on. I don't care what anybody says, and it's not just in it's not just in this show. I watch TV shows, and there's parts where certain music comes on during certain scenes, and I'm fine. I wasn't even watching the TV, and all of a sudden, I'm at the corner of my eye, and I'm tearing up, and I'm like, yeah. oh, no, it's that moment. Like, I don't know if I'm trained from podcasting to, like, because yeah, I watch yeah. the show so in-depth that I know that there's something coming, or because I just thought, like, in my head when that started happening, I started to get upset, too, because, like, I love the two people, and I love the situation, and I'm thinking uh-huh. to myself, like, again, foreshadowing, which might actually, you know, work against me at some points. Like, are they going to come in and arrest Cisco now while I'm in tears of happiness? Yeah. And turn exactly. those tears instantly into sadness and get, yeah. and then end the season with him going, I'll get you out, Cisco. I'll bail you out. And like, a, like the wedding day just goes wrong, but it did it. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how they do it, how they make it 
work. Right, like you music... just know when you're supposed to cry. It's like well, that music know. cue, that music yep. cue was very powerful into the into the open arms and the journey that song. And it, it, I guess because it was just a perfect choice too. Yeah, you know, it was just so perfect for them. And it was like, okay, yeah, it finally was happening. Happening, you know, or has happened. They've been mar- got married because Lorna had said earlier. You know, in the, in the episode, she's like, the, the deck's just stacked against us. Or it was just not in the cards. We're not going yes. to be able to get married. So it's yeah, like, yeah, so it was a lot of, yeah, the curse. I mean, this, so it was a lot of relief. Think of how, just think of how cursed you would think if that were to happen where cops yes. come into the rest of go. <laughs> oh, gosh. And you, you do. You make some of these wild predictions, but they usually have, they usually have some you know, credibility to them. Like I could see that, you know, when you, when you put, laid it out there, I was like, Oh my gosh, I could actually see them writing that into the story. That would be awful. You know, right. So. Think about it. If you, if we were sitting here and the episode ended and the episode ended like that, it would be so much worse than it is now. I feel it would be a bigger blow. I mean, like I said, yeah. I'm still more confused now and trying to, you know, understand what's going on where if the other thing happened, I would just be like, man, Cisco's screwed and I really hope that Mickey pulls some magic to get him out here with like some foul practice somewhere along the line. Or, yeah. Not that he does foul practice, but like found out that the people, that the, the evidence used against Cisco was foul play and he got him off on a technicality and whatever. That yeah. that was where yeah. I was going. Like my whole mind had season three figured out already at that <laughs> point. So you can imagine how shocked I really was when, you know, so let's get let's get into that Haley is hanging out with friends so mickey he doesn't have anyone to have dinner with he meets up with legal siegel and you alluded to this conversation a little bit earlier in the episode pete and uh they just kind of have a talk about the future and sort of some warnings or advice from legal siegel he brought back alex grant which to me was a red flag in yeah. itself that Alex yeah. Grant was either going to do something at the end of season two or the in season three, Alex Grant was still going to be a player in Mickey's like yeah. his, his villain in the story right. somehow because of what was going on. So right. for me, yeah, he could st- you know, I'm like, okay, you know, they're going to, they're going to take somebody very close to him and make it personal. Yeah, no, he definitely brought that up at some point. I, he was talking about, you know, you've got to, you can't get too deep into this. You've got to like take care of your head and your heart. You don't want to be like me and, you know, end up with an ex-wife and, and things like that. And, you know, he would have made some different choices going back. So he gives him some kind of some personal advice, but then yes, he also, he also wonders, you know, almost like that dad mentor type figure, do you have concerns about Alex Grant? Cause he could still be, you know, after you, especially with all that, you know, because they talked about earlier in the episode that they didn't think, you know, Walter Kim was around anymore. Like they thought he was taken out because he could possibly, he could, t- could rat on Alex Grant. Well, Mickey could too. So it, it is feasible to think that that could be a threat. So yeah, he comes out of that restaurant and a car swooshes by him really fast he has to jump out of the way do you guys have predictions on that do you think it was just a accident do you think it was purposeful do you think it could have been alex grant do you think it's something about season three alex grant will be back mm-hmm. in season three he won't be the main villain but he'll be the start of season three and somehow that will solve itself one way or the other okay what about you mike do you think that car had anything to do with alex grant oh it definitely looked like the car that alex grant showed up to the uh, where art. he was served yes. the subpoena and it, looked, Audi, it looked like the same car the Audi, yeah, now, whether or not Alex black, Grant yeah. was driving or not or if it was just his driver sure. you never know or we won't know okay. until we know 
Okay. Maybe we'll okay. never know. Maybe it's just a scene to just make you think like, oh my God, he's going to get hit. Oh no, he didn't get hit. Now I'm now what? Because I'm foreshadowing this whole episode and I have no yeah. clue what's going on. And there's three minutes and 30 seconds left on my clock. I don't know what <laughs> exactly. to do. <laughs> exactly. I felt the same way. I felt like I, I was pausing. I'm like, how much is left? I mean, there's only like a few minutes left in this episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm. Uh, what is it? Uh, you're watching a shot clock type type of yes. thing where it's like, yeah, uh, the clock's yeah. running down here. What, like yeah. Pete was saying, where's that? I mean, I, I wasn't asking where's the hook, but it's like, where's where's this episode gonna f- wrap up? You know, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why where, is it still carrying if it's over? Is what I was thinking yeah. to myself. Like it's still carrying yeah. for some reason. It's still saying, pay attention. Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You feel like something's coming, but it's yes. very just a couple of minutes left. So he is heading home. I think he's had, he feels like he's had enough for the day. He hears, you know, about his, his new client and call, I guess, calls and you know, finds out that he's been booked or whatever. And he'll follow up the next day, but he can't do it. He can't let it go. He decides to go ahead and, and go into the station and visit this. New that was client. a gut feeling. That was a gut feeling, 100%. Definitely. That's one of those things where you're like, I'm going home. You know what? Something's telling me to go and, and get yeah. to this client for some whatever reason it was. He didn't know at the point. He found out why later. Yeah. But that's a gut feeling. That's something where you're just like, I'm going to make the right turn and not take my normal route home. And then you find out like a tractor trailer flipped over on the time you were supposed to be on there. And you just knew that, you know, like you just knew that yep. something guided you the right that's what i felt like that was one of those like oh my god you know what let me just go so he does he heads to the station he meets this julian lacoste and he talks about his friend saying that if he ever had trouble that he should call mickey holler as his lawyer he mentions this friend giselle dallinger and mickey's confused because he doesn't know a giselle dallinger but she certainly seemed to know him and julian has been uh, he says he's been like framed for this murder, and does he say that it's Giselle right that he at that point? No, oh, no, he goes and he talks to the guy, and then they bring him down to the morgue. Right, but does but does Julian tell Mickey that he has been arrested for the murder of his friend? Yes, yes, yes. So okay. he's been framed for murder. Yes. Yeah, of his friend, he didn't yeah. do it. Blah, blah blah. Right, so he he's going to the morgue to see this Giselle Dallinger. You know, that's who he's, you know, going to see. The guy takes him down to the morgue. But Mike, why don't you pick up here and and finish out what we see? Yeah, so uh, very tense. You know, like I said, that you're still kind of watching the clock. And then when the coroner brings him down to the room, they lift the sheet off of the person and it turns out to be Gloria Dayton or his glory days. And that's where mm-hmm. Mickey kind of flashes back to his conversation with her earlier in the season in episode mm-hmm. two, where she says that she's going to leave the leave L.A. behind and go visit, uh, spend a lot of time with her mom in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then he flashes back to where he had gotten a postcard from her postcard was uh, said Hawaii on it. So mm-hmm. I did not see this one. I didn't see this ending coming at all. You know, I mean. Even yeah. if it is a setup for a season through or for for the third season, so I did not see that as the you know, final scenes of yeah of, yeah uh, we knew season two knew when he pulled the sh- when he pulled the sheet up and saw that it was glory days we're like we finally know there's the hook 
that's what makes it so personal. Like we, you know, we hear he's got this new case that we think that could be rolling into season three. But when we realize that it's glory days, that's the, you know, the big hook that, that we know it's going to carry over with this story because we know her, we care about her. We have feelings. It's, We're invested. It's, it's meaningful. We're invested. Exactly. So, so let me jump in here and tell you about my craziness. So now it's a minute and 37, 37 seconds left in the episode. And I'm like, I don't know who we're going to reveal right now, but it's got to be somebody big. And I didn't guess uh-huh. Glory Days at all, but I did have two guesses initially on the spot. And my two guesses were Lisa was dead uh-huh. or his ex-wife oh. or his ex-wife. Oh, glory. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because well, I'm thinking to myself, the ex-wife could have been undercover, got killed with that name. Uh-huh. And then he just found her now. And that would be the hook. Yeah. So yeah. When it was. So, and I, I when I saw Glory Days. It was so weird, such a bittersweet reaction because my initial instinct was yes, but then I was like no. Now I wasn't right. like yes because I was happy she was dead. I was like yes because I knew that season three was going to be off the hook and we're going to be awesome and I'm gonna I'm already invested and we have something to talk about. Uh, let's go! I want it now. Season three yeah. now. That's yeah. what had me. So I was like yes. Yeah. But then it, when yeah, I happened. realized that one of my favorite characters was only going to get a very little screen time. Season three, and then was going to be gone forever. Yeah, and that she was probably murdered <laughs> in some tragic way. Yeah, I was. I started to feel a little bit like, oh no, what do we do now? And my first instinct is, what I have to talk about this with somebody. And yeah. that's what yeah. that's what the that's what a show when the show does that for me, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. So yeah, even though sure. like no, I, they... I, I was yeah fifty fifty the whole season. At the end of the day, I would recommend season two to anybody because it wasn't it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watch with the subtitles. So this jumps out at you even more. But, you know, there's a you know little bit of Easter eggs there because, of course, Giselle Dallinger GD is the same initials yes. as Gloria Dayton. So oh. then you're starting to think you're starting to think, well, oh, GD that's her real initials. Why was she using this other name? So, you know, the wheels start turning and you're suspicious about what, what was she doing? You know, why was she going by that name? What, you know, what does that mean? And now she's murdered. Does it have something to do with that? And Mike, someone also brought up something Lincoln lawyer lounge, right? About the postcard. Yes. They, uh, when they, it's, you can't see it as good when it flashes back in episode 10, but in, Season two, episode seven, somebody had pointed out that there was uh, uh, the guy that pointed out was James T. He uh, posted a question on the Lincoln Lawyer Lounge asking if anybody had spotted which city the postmark was from on that postcard that was sent mm-hmm. to Mickey Holler. I'm not going to reveal the answer because you can go on the Lincoln Lawyer Lounge and find out. So it's very suspicious if you guys get a chance to kind of rewatch that episode and try to find out for yourselves. Yeah, and I did I did look at that postcard really closely because I'm just always looking for clues and things. And I noticed something that seemed a little off that made me wonder as well. So yeah, check out check out the postcard. See what see what you think. Let us know. So there we are. We we end with this lovely, beautiful ceremony, this party and celebration for Cisco and Lorna, and then we go to this really sad place where our pal glory days who was so instrumental you know in this season and taking down you know, lawson what's his name gosh trivia i was gonna say carl lawson but that's the defensive end for the jets so russell, that's not taking, him russell russell lawson taking <laughs> taking down taking down russell lawson i mean 
she was so brave. Yeah, I was, I, I became, you know, I wasn't as endeared to her in season one, but I became very endeared to her in season two. Same so, here. yeah, it was tough. So it does mean something to us. Pete, you're right. We're invested. So we're definitely hooked for, um, for season three. And thankfully, you know, we, we had that announcement and we know there will be a season three. It, um, it reminded me of, um, what was the, what was the, the person's name? Oh, from the first season that was in jail wrongfully and he got away from him and then came back and got him out at the end and then got his oh, target Jesus, dropped. Yes. Jesus Jesus Menendez, Menendez. Yeah. yes. Yeah. So when, when we started to see, you know, in the beginning, we kind of fell for him. But then when we seen like the end, I was very, you know, I was invested in that. Yeah, I wanted yeah. him to get to get cleared of all charges instantly. And I was yeah. all involved in that. And I feel like we're in the same boat here where they found a way to get. <laughs> Like I said, it wasn't just some random murder way. Like, oh my God, somebody was killed by a tragedy. Mickey Hall's got to get him out of jail. Going to get, you know, going to, you know, get this person out from being framed. To, mm-hmm. oh my God, Mickey better find out what happened, and Mickey better put this person in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, for yeah, sure. you already got me. Yeah, you got us. You got us. You know, renew right. my subscription for the year because you know I need to watch this next year. So <laughs> sign me up. Let's talk about it. Just maybe a few questions. If I have a few, if if you guys have any. Um, just to kind of see if our opinions are kind of on the same page. Where do you think Mickey's head is at the end of, of season one? Like, do you, do you think he's had some growth in this episode or do you feel like this, I mean, this season, or do you feel like this season has been really more detrimental to him? Good question. Tracy always has some good questions. Um, I definitely think that there was a lot of growth in season two especially after the the situation or with him being put in the hospital by the two guys, you know, it's like mm-hmm. he didn't revert back to the, the pills as a crutch. He, you know, had yeah. Izzy distribute them. So we saw a lot of growth, at least, you know, throughout the season there, but we also saw a little bit more of the trickster in him type of thing, mm-hmm. with how he got mm-hmm. Russell Lawson mm-hmm. and how he got well, not really how he got Lisa. I mean, obviously, he knew Lisa wasn't guilty of this murder. So, yeah, I think he's bag I think of he's tricks. We saw, we saw more of his, yeah, his bag of tricks, you know, things yes. that he could do and, and seeing how far maybe he would go. Was he going to cross the line or just get really close to it? Yeah, we saw yeah. A, a lot more of his maneuvering. So, what about you, yes. Pete? In, okay, so in season one, he was coming off recovery. He was rebuilding his reputation. You know, he was, you know, facing an impossible task. And I feel like he was a, he was still um, on the shady, you know, part of the line where he was still crossing the line with his dirty tricks. Mm-hmm. Season two, I felt like he had tricks, but they were more on the legal part of it where like he's matured and he's okay. not doing the things that he was doing. So I definitely think that in season two, we definitely saw um, a more clear headed, you know, put together established Mickey Holler where unless he has a relapse, I don't think I think they they went from like um I want to say like a tweener. Like he was kind of like mm-hmm. a good guy slash a bad guy mix. Mm-hmm. Season two, I felt like he was full, you know, in the wrestling industry, they call it baby face or like a good guy. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, Mickey, you know, he's a good guy, but I can't get fully on board because he still does this or he's still doing mm-hmm. this or he's still you know, working through the cracks. He he didn't go there this, this season, really. I felt like everything was, like, on the line, but not past it. When yeah. season one, he was past it a little bit. So, yes, okay. he's maturing, he's evolving, 
I think we saw a way different Mickey Holler in season two about the way he approached everything and the way he maneuvered everything and even the way he got mm-hmm. along with um, law enforcement in this season. And yeah, and, you know, season three, I want to see now that it's personal, if he has to revert back to some of his season one ways okay. in, order, okay. in order to get, you know, things done right, because no one no one likes a good guy who's just good all the time. You have to, you know. <laughs> Cross the line, even if it's a little bit, you know, an innocent crossing. You gotta, you gotta pull the dirt. Yeah, that's why it's called a drama. There has. Yes, there has to be something. You have to do something. As for my answer for for my question, I would say, I was. I think the season was hard on him. He had a lot of challenges. He, but he did not let that you know, all the attention in the press and stuff go to his head. And, And even in a few cases, he used it to his advantage for his cases. You know. So that was impressive. Just like Mike said, he didn't fall prey to the drugs again. And even after the big blow um, the, with Maggie, you know, the disappointment of her leaving and them, you know, not getting back together, um, he found a way to reinvent himself. And but at, so I was like proud of him in those ways. He had a lot of obstacles and he, he sort of overcame them and kept going. But I do have some concerns, like Legal Siegel said about you know, how deep he gets into this, you know, he's, he's strong, he's worked through a lot of these obstacles, working hard for his clients, but is he going to be able to keep some sense of personal life and, you know, happiness? Is it, is it going to be all work all the time? Well, um, rule one, stop sleeping with ex-clients. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I mean, let's get realistic here. Even, even Siegel told him about that. Yep. Yeah. 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 That does, that does complicate things. So speaking of having a personal life and having family and stuff, do you think we will see Haley much next season? You know, we've heard that Maggie won't really be in this season. You know, he, Haley talked about seeing him on the weekend. She's still going to do her writing program and so forth. Do you think we're going to actually see much of uh, Mickey with Haley? I'm or in reference? It. Yeah. In re- okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we see her as much, if not a little bit more from because even mm-hmm. the last, I mean, there was a couple episodes where she doesn't even come into play, but I did like yeah. seeing the interactions with her and Mickey on the deck, eating dinner and mm-hmm. horseback riding. So I'm hoping we see if if not the same amount, a little bit more of her in the season two. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if, plus he's, he's a teenage daughter. At some point, her and Maggie are going to clash over something where it's like, I want to spend the, you know, summer with dad. With you, summer yeah. with dad, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, like, I feel that – let me explain this properly. So, his ex-wife, Maggie, is now – I'm going to think about this logically from a TV show standpoint. With mm-hmm. Maggie gone and Lisa not taking over has the strong female role in his life, and if he doesn't get a girlfriend, a serious girlfriend at all, um, I believe his daughter will take over that role of she could absorb the TV time. That Maggie would have gotten, or that that Lisa would have gotten, or whoever whoever isn't involved in his life would have gotten. So if you don't bring a new woman into his life, um, I believe yes, we're going to see his daughter absorb more time as she gets older, because now her stories can involve him as a father. Also, let's not forget from an arc perspective, when he first started in season one, like they he didn't really see his daughter at all. Mm-hmm. He was you know that was taken away from him when he messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and you slowly get back those rights. He made so much amends with Maggie to the point where she now trusts him with the daughter again, but the daughter still has to earn that. He we haven't seen that yeah. yet. That that part of the character where him and his daughter, you know, 
get to that point where, yes, she says, hey, you know, mom's going to Hawaii for a year on a, a business thing. I need to move in with you. And now season four or five is, you know, more Haley driven as it builds itself up through season three. But that's part of the arc, I think, of him being a better man, a better person, a better husband, ex-husband, father, um, lawyer, just in general. Everything he's doing, he's elevating himself. So as long as we don't get what's... I hate to say it, but it's very possible at some point if these if this show goes on a relapse. Oh yeah, no, we don't want that. You know, like they, they can start that where season three starts where Mickey's drinking in the in the corner in a ditch. I don't want to see it, but it could be. And you know, he's banged up about this glory days thing, and you know they got to snap him out of it. And here comes Maggie for her cameo and gets get up. What are you doing? Let's go. You know, dries <laughs> him out, and they you know I don't want to be you know yeah. fantasy writing here, but you know what I'm saying. It's just the. You know, like, I hope, you know, like I said, he's on the up and up. I think we're going to see his his relationship with his daughter develop. And mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot more of her next season, which I'm looking forward to learning more about her character and hey, how he reacts as a father to, you yep. know, like he said, he made a joke about, oh, the first boy you bring home, I'll show him your Harry Potter picture if you try mm-hmm. to play this music <laughs> during my birthday or whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to see more of that, Mickey. I, I'm pretty much on board with both of you as far as, as my answer. I feel I do want to see more of her. I think they have a very special bond. And, you know, she has been known to help him with some cases. You know, they have that rapport where she'll kind of see a different perspective or notice something that he hasn't noticed, you know, and it's a it's a very loving relationship. And so I I like seeing that on screen. And to your point, too, Pete, you know, if there's not a Maggie, you know, or, you know, if his mom's in Calgary and there's not another family, I think we need to have that family presence there you know, with him, which Legal Siegel, I hope will be back too, because he's part of his, you know, family in a way too, um, you know, certainly a, a mentor and like family to him. So I think we need those sounding boards and or, those elements. Or, 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 hold on, listen, I've only been here for one of these, Lincoln Lawyer episode 10, so I'm going to make this huge right now. You ready? What if they bring a long lost sister? That's not, that, that yeah, we just don't know about it. Maybe, Say, hey, yeah. hey, where you been, Mickey? Um, Oh, it's you. I hate you. I hate you, too. Oh, so how's it going? I have to live with you now. You know, you never know with these shows, but I'd rather see the daughter. <laughs> well, you could, you could always add, you can always add new characters. And that, to be fair, he did say that his his dad, you know, basically said he, he was kind of a womanizer. So there could yes. be some other. That's what I'm saying. We might be on to something here, people. (laughs) Might be. Might be. All right. One more uh, just sort of rapid fire question. Favorite character from this season? Always been Cisco. Always will be Cisco. Two seasons, two votes, and two years in a row. Cisco, the end. All right, Mike. Did I vote for a favorite character season one? I forgot which one that was. Um, Oh, man. Uh, I'd have to go with Izzy for season two because because the way she's bonded I mean she's become like a family member to Lorna and Mickey Mm -hmm. and Sisko how much she's you know uh, what is it the um, how much she's been helping him out around the office and everything instead of just being the driver for Mickey yeah 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 she went through her own problems this season in her personal yeah. life, which they yep. unveiled yeah. to us, which was actually yeah. very good because it allowed me to sink my teeth into Izzy more as a character um, and, en- yeah. and enjoy enjoy seeing her. You know, when you get invested in these characters and they start to do better, because we know she was right where Mickey was in the first season, yeah. and they're both mm-hmm. on a good path back. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely seems through- like yeah. she definitely seems like part of the Holler family now. So that was that was some fun um, character 
um, evolution there. I like and now that. she has her own business. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she does. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with Lorna. I mean, she's juggled so many things this season, and I just feel like she is sort of the glue that I th- she may have even referred to herself as this at some point. I don't know, but she is like the glue that sort of holds the firm together, yep. you know, and keeps Mickey on track. And, uh, you know, she gives him the pep talks and now she can help with the legal things. And um, she, I think she's been a great partner to Cisco, you know. Um, so I just, yeah, I, I enjoy And she's just so funny. So I really, I really enjoy Lorna. So yeah, good choices, good choices, and of course we all love Mickey, but you know we can't well, all say Mickey. I mean, all you can't the time. really do the you can't do the easy one where the guy has ninety percent of the screen time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be a little too, that'd be a little too easy. That's the J answer. You know, my man Mickey Holler. I made a new Twitter yeah. account, Mickey Holler at one hundred two or, or Pete, um, Jay would like pick Winston or something like really out. You know, yeah. you know, or a character that doesn't even really exist yet, or he'd say, I, "Yeah, you know, you know, Jay, he'd come up with something um, different for sure." Yes. So, but speaking of Winston, that, that we got to see more of him too. So, yeah, I was just about I, to say that too. I think we need to see a little bit more of Winston, whether it's wearing a tie or not. We need to see a few more scenes with with Winston. Yeah, keep keep Winston coming. We like it so. Right, what about you guys? Do you have any sort of rapid fire questions for me about the season or for each other? Um, I um actually yeah. So uh, the pretty much back to my question of you know if his ex wife is is not going to be in the show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? After, so they showed us like so for me, I was like okay, Maggie and him again back together because mm-hmm. they, they you know it, it seemed like that's where they were going and they swerved us. And then Maggie just said, mm-hmm. I'm taking a job and I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Now, I could I can't think of any reason why you would not have Maggie back unless the actress was going on to, you know, had a different project mm-hmm. or was whatever mm-hmm. it was, a one time deal, whatever one season, whatever it was. I don't know. That's not my problem. That's not my business. Mm-hmm. However, if she's gone now, back to what we were just saying, and it's it's the daughter that's going to be the, you know, you know who's going to be their role? Is is he going to get another girlfriend? Is he going to get a wife in the equation? Like, do you see mm-hmm. him in season three having a romantic investment that's long term and real, not Lisa and whatever we got this season, which we all knew wasn't going to last? Mm-hmm. Good question. Good question. Yeah, I am hoping there'll be more Haley that she will help fill a part of that role. And uh, you know, I, I think we just have to wait and see. I mean, you, if you, again, there's always the option if you are a book reader. You can speculate based on that, but they don't, they don't always keep things the same. You know, they keep us guessing there too. So that's one other option is to try to think about, you know, what you've read before or, you know, like we were just talking about, maybe there's going to be somebody brand new and, but it'll be interesting. But I I think that is, it's, it's a good thing to consider. There's, you know, there's got to be some other and doesn't even necessarily have to be a female but that sort of familiar person you're close to and that you have a good rapport with there's got to be like somebody else in that role too if we're not going to have her what about you mike no i'll get into my my take on the uh romantic interest yeah oh Mm -hmm. boy 
Yeah. Like I told them that, you know, I was happy that we were doing back to back nights here because we could get all three of those last episodes done. Yeah. When we were done recording episode seven, I told you, hey, if you just want to hammer them out in the next week and a half, I'm off for a week. So let's yeah. do it. Yeah, we did it. We did it. I, I was so convinced. I was convinced that you were going to come back with something creepy on your face. I had a pee so bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I still have a trivia question here, so I'm not going to get yeah. out of here in five minutes. I was like, it's going to be at least yep. ten, and I got a pee, so let me just run now while Mike's getting his drink or whatever. Yep. All right, let's get so now Mike's my... take on my question, and then we'll see if you guys have any. Yes, for the uh, for I do hoping that we do get a a, a love interest other than. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see more of Maggie, obviously. I mean, Nev Campbell's a great actress. In fact, when we first started watching, when I first started watching season two and we saw how much she was involved in the show, I, I remember hearing something that she wasn't going to be as involved this season as she mm-hmm. had been with season one because she had that uh, side project with the, um, oh, what was that, Avalon project mm-hmm. with Michael Conley's short story. So obviously it probably won't be Maggie because she's not going to be as returning as a series regular. So I'm just hoping that Mickey does find a love interest that he doesn't have to defend in court. <laughs> yeah, that would be a nice distinction. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, I think you guys have some trivia. Let's let's see what you got there. Yes. You want to go first, Peter? You want me to? Yeah. Uh, okay. So Mike probably has like a real serious question about the show that involves stuff. I just have something that I saw and counted and just made everybody look at stuff. Here comes I know the that... chandelier question. Here comes that chandelier question. Oh my God. He <laughs> nailed it. I think what? he nailed it. I think you got it. <laughs> you know, I said that I told myself, I said, Jay would count every little nook and cranny and go through everything. I was like, Mike's going to think that I'm going to overkill it. So Mike's going to overshoot and look for something more in depth. And he's going to get caught with the chandelier question. But he seems to be prepared for a chandelier question. So um, I'm just going to ask the question. Keep in mind, we do not discuss the questions before the podcast. No, no we don't. No. Um, so on on this scene, when they're celebrating and they're having the, um, the, the apple cider champagne, the chandelier in his office with all the lights. <laughs> has a number of lights on it, which I thought was interesting that nobody would count because it only it only really slows down if you pause it at like one or two scenes in the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many light bulbs are on that chandelier? Oh, now is this during the reception or is this the dinner with? Uh, no, this is this is in, in their the office. office. In his office, oh, there's a chandelier the thing with the light light bulbs on it. There's a certain number of light bulbs on it. Ooh. That's why when he said chandelier question, I was like, he knows. How does he know? I thought, I thought it was I thought it was gonna be more of the wedding reception. How many chandeliers mm-hmm. were either in the room or how many light bulbs on all the chandeliers or something? Oh yeah, I tried to make it very simple so you overshot it, which I think you might have. <laughs> He's like 164 <laughs> light bulbs. I'm like, that's not the number I'm looking for. It's one yeah, chandelier. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take uh, a guess. Chandelier. I'll take a yeah, I'll take a guess, but I want you to answer first, Mike. Okay, I'm going to say seven. I was going to say 12. Wow, so if you're going by the Price is Right rule, um, Tracy wins. However, there's 18 light bulbs on that chandelier. Oh, 18. Whoa, there's a lot, 18. Know, it zoomed past, and I've been looking at the chandelier all season, and I've been sitting there, and I'm like, if I had a trivia question, it would be about the chandelier, but I never knew the light bulbs, and I said, if I ever get a, a screen where I could pause it and see it, okay, I'm going to do it. So I'm rewatching it earlier today. 
I see that it actually has the whole thing in the picture. I'm like, dude, that's my trivia question. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, well, we hasn't the podcast hasn't been released yet for the, the last episode that we talked about, but Mike and I predicted that it would be a counting question. So yes, yes you so came I, through I, on I was that. Thinking of like the spotlights in the background scenes from the reception, or <laughs> here's the thing. Shout out to Jay because if Jay was in this podcast and I knew Jay was going to be here, I would not have asked that question because Jay would sit there and pause it and count it because he knows me. One time, <laughs> Jay counted how many blueberries were on a breakfast yeah. platter for yeah. not the person in the show, for the, the side person where like they was just like a background character. Yeah. And I paused it and said, Jay ain't counting, um, what is it, 37 and a half blueberries? And Jay's like, I'm like, how many blueberries? And Jay's like, 37 and a half. And I'm like, what? I'm like, how do you know that, dude? That's why when you said you chandelier know? question, I was like, yo, there's no way. Am I that predictable? Like, damn. <laughs> We're getting in your head. Okay, I have I've to mix it up. One. I've got an easy one, I think, before we go to Mike, who has more trivia. A difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say yours was pretty hard. Okay, who picked out Winston's tie? Mickey. Mickey, yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought you guys he says it. That. Yeah, he says but, I picked that yeah. tie. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, hit us up. Alrighty. I've been say I've been holding this one back the whole season because it's been shown many times. But oh what level of the courthouse is Judge Medina's courtroom on? Four C. I'm I was gonna say four. Uh, just as a hint for you both, uh, it's shown every time they exit or enter the elevators to go on that level. So if you guys paid attention there, no? 4C. It's a letter or a number. Those are, my, those are my guesses. I have the feeling four is wrong, so I'm going to go with two. Okay, it's uh, level 11. They're on floor 11. Oh, my 11. gosh. Yes. Whoa, whoa. So every is time it 11C? You see it, <laughs> nope, just just eleventh, just eleventh, eleventh uh, level. See here, I was trying to, I was trying to get into Pete's head, you know, a little bit, you know. So when Cisco is showing him the photos from uh, Walter Kim's car, the mirror is marked with a, a letter for marking the evidence in his car. What letter is it? E for evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go C. C for counter because he was saying four C because he was saying four C before the C's in my Actually, head. Actually, uh, Pete, you got it. It is marked with the letter E. So nice. I went yeah, with the most does. educated guess. Well, it's kind of funny because yeah. they, they uh, like they they have a picture zoomed in on the telescoping mirror, convex mirror thing, but the they had a further back one, and the two letters for the both evidence markers were M. E. So I thought that was kind of funny because it's almost medical examiner. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, yeah. It'd probably be nice if it was like an MC for Michael Conley getting a little thing. That there. would be a cool Easter egg, yeah. Or M, yeah, yeah, M, AMH for Mickey Holler. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna do. I'm not gonna be. Well, should I be mean? I don't know. Yes, be mean. There's some viewers that like it. Okay, so once again, trying to get in the head of Pete for trivia. When Mickey finds his refrigerator is bare. He grabs the little bin of uh, takeout or delivery menu items for possibly getting a delivery. There's one menu that stuck out where you can actually see the name of the restaurant. What's the name of the restaurant? 
All right. I don't know the name, but if I was guessing, I would say it's the same name as the taco truck they rented out for the reception. That restaurant that rents out trucks. I, uh, I can't think of many, so I'm just going to say that Holy Basil because we knew he liked that. Huh. Yeah, I should have probably had like a multiple choice, but uh, it was Falafel <laughs> Castle. Falafel so. Castle. Falafel right. I Castle. I like falafels. I do like falafels. I didn't even, I didn't even look up if it was an actual restaurant or not because I, I, he pulls out two menus before he hears the doorbell ring but he when he pulled out the the top one wasn't that one but the second one he pulls out if you pause it just right he hang, it, it's up so you can actually see the full name okay. all right so i'm just gonna do one more because like i said i was trying to prepare for pete so when Mickey is looking over Renee's social media posts from the past, because he was trying to spot the tie-in with the Jeff Trammell that he met, which mm-hmm. wasn't Jeff Trammell, he finds Renee's photo from when the Elysian first opened. How many likes did that post have? Oh, 57. my gosh. I'm going to say 144. You guys were right in the middle there. So it's 72. 72 likes. Wow. Wow. So, that definitely, that's, that, that's definitely a P question type question. That, yeah. Like I said, I was trying to, I was trying to get ahead of the game to see if mm-hmm. you're like, okay, if anything, I bet Pete would pause it here just to see how many likes this one got. <laughs> I'm so busy trying to understand the story and understand the legal aspects and keep up with all the twists. Phew. Yeah. Those are some good ones, but you know what happens to me? Let me put you guys inside the mind of the podcaster. So when I'm watching the episode, I normally go through maybe like four to eight different scenarios and scenes where I pause things and write down numbers or names or count something and then say, I might use this for trivia if I get nothing else coming along the line, or this is really good. And when I got the chandelier with the light bulbs, it was kind of earlier in the episode. So Mm -hmm. once I got that question in the bag, I stopped looking for trivia. Yeah, so I didn't pause it. anything else. I kept watching. Yeah, once I found it, but then some episodes I have to go and pause it 16 times. So then when like Mike <laughs> asks a question, I have that answer because I looked at it two hours ago when I was going through the episode to prepare for mm-hmm. the podcast. So yeah, yes, there you go. that determines how how what like this one I can't answer any because like I said, once I got the chandelier question, I said, All right, now I'm invested in the episode. Let me see what I need to talk about with the episode, like Tracy was saying. So that's yep. why, yeah. yeah, it's a little less this one compared to other ones. And that's just inside the mind of a podcaster. I don't know if I'm going to stop an episode 25 times or once. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trivia questions or to write a note like, oh, my God, stop. I have this thought right now and I don't want to lose it later. So let me write it down. So yes. you look at you're watching it from a different span, which is why as a podcaster, I always go and put the season on first. As many with as whatever they offer. I watch the thing with no no notes, no nothing near me, just my own oh, thought. Okay. Yep. Then mm-hmm. I rewatch That's... it again with a notepad. Remember how I felt and write that down. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Very so cool. I Very can cool. still enjoy it. I'm not. It's not strictly business. I get to enjoy it a little bit also. I kind of do that same thing too. It's like um, watching season two of the Lincoln Lawyer here this year. It's like I watch it through. So we. I like how they. I like how they disperse the episodes. Where you got five episodes and then yes. drop the mm-hmm. next five about a month mm-hmm. later. Because then he could do a slow burn. So I, I watched them all five through and I had tried to do some like mental notes. Okay, this is what I wanted to talk about with A, B, C, or D with the episodes. And then when I went back through, I had a notepad on my, you know, on my tablet. So I started jotting down those notes 
just mm-hmm. for future reference. So it kind of works out that way. And I don't even do it the trivia until until like my third or fourth watch through. So yeah, maybe yeah. I'll have like some ideas like I like I'll jot down, you know, have like mental ideas for possible trivia questions. But sometimes it's like after watching the episode, it's like I'll be laying in bed at night and go, oh, wait, this could be a qu- good question. But I'm already <laughs> I'm almost I, I got to get to sleep. I got to shut the brain yeah. off. But then when, yeah. when you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, shoot. What was it I was thinking about again? What was yes. that question? Oh. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, good so, job, guys. Well, this was great, guys. I enjoyed the trivia, enjoyed the discussion, enjoyed season two. So much to look forward to with season three. Stay tuned to hear what Ted has to share about the end of uh, the season and episode 10. I think that's it for me. You guys, anything else? No, I think that wraps it up for us this season. All right. Pete, thanks for coming on. Glad we got you tonight. That was fun. We'll look pleasure. forward to more time with you. The pleasure all right. is all mine. Well, that's it. Bye. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Everything just really unfolds so interestingly in episode 10, Bury Your Past. And we we heard that line in the season as well. And of course, when I you know went back and rewatched it, there's a funny look on Lisa's face where I forget who's speaking at this at the time, but there is that line about trying to bury your past. Yeah. And and she she looks she looks uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's just like, ooh, ding ding ding. <laughs> but the uncomfortable look was definitely something that we, you know, there were discussions had with the, uh, mm-hmm. with, with Lana, the actress and with, okay. uh, you know, as far as, yes, we need that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is one of those moments that then when somebody watches the second time, they'll go back and go, Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it popped out that time, you know, but it's just so subtle along well, the way. Well, well, yeah, sure thing. Well, I, something I was super proud of this season is that cilantro stuck out to me the two times that it was mentioned in the first couple of episodes. And I, I've said on the podcast already, I said, I think there's something to cilantro. So it was really gratifying for me for that to come <laughs> back at the end when, when Mickey is going through and, and mentions how she said Jeff hated cilantro. So I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the, like you talk about gratification or justice or you felt like something was coming like it was interesting as we watched more and more walter kim did it and you're kind of like oh well she wasn't guilty but yet you still had this feeling you know uncomfortable feeling about her and then you realized there was something else which we don't we don't need to compare to the books because i wouldn't want to spoil anything but just can you talk a little bit about that maybe how you envisioned giving people that feeling that it really wasn't over or we still didn't really feel as excited about her learning that she didn't do it, that, that the blood was on Walter Kim's boots. And we pretty had pretty good evidence that that he was the one who did it. But yeah, we don't feel really like, I don't know, it just doesn't sit as well. Like There's a nagging feeling that something's off. There you go. Yeah. Had that a little bit in season one as well. And yeah. we very... I, 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 I hear what you're saying about not wanting to spoil anything for the book, so I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. Well, we can put a spoiler alert, too. So that This is a spoiler warning for the next couple of minutes. If you have not read the book, The Fifth Witness, you may want to fast forward about two minutes.
put a spoiler alert because I think yeah. it's yeah. Think go it's, ahead. Mm -hmm. had a, um, it's a it's a book spoiler alert, not a show spoiler. Exactly, alert. exactly. I'll, I'll put that. Out. Parse this any other way. Right. The the books, the Brass Verdict, and the Fifth Witness do not come in order in the series. There's another book in between them mm -hmm. called The Revenge, mm -hmm. which and to do in a later season, okay. but we felt for various reasons didn't work great for this season. So we we felt that this book worked very well for this season. And the problem that we faced was that the denouement of the story was a little bit similar to season one in that, you know, Mickey has a client that he ultimately sort of comes to believe didn't do it and then and then realizes that he's kind of had the wool pulled over his eyes and they did in fact do it. They, you know, yeah. in, the book, in the book she did it. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want to repeat that. And that and that's why mm -hmm. we divided the whole other story, but we wanted to keep the other aspect of, you know, that she also did this thing in the past. Mm -hmm. And we felt like that middle ground. She didn't do this, but she did something. Something else, yeah. And something that, you know, once we made her and Mickey love interest, which they are not in the book, then that takes on a whole other added um, weight to it. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. I felt it I felt it it worked really nicely, but it, you know, it is very much designed to Again, just like season one, season one, you don't like Trevor very much. He's not right. a very lucky guy. No. Mm -mm. But at some point, you believe he didn't do this, and he's sort of caught up in a web of something bigger than himself. Mm -hmm. And when you come to realize it was all a plan, you know, it, it, it's like a roller coaster, right? So mm -hmm. we want a kind of thing here where you do like Lisa, uh, at least certainly more than you like Trevor, but mm -hmm. you... But at the same time, you, you just always, you can never get around like, there's just something off here. What yeah. is it? Yeah. And wanted the audience to keep that till the very end and and be even like, well, wait a minute, she didn't do this. So what is it? Right. And then yeah, what's like, bothering me? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, it, it worked really well. I was really I was really pleased with how it played out because I always like some surprises uh, from the books. And like you said, with the romantic involvements of it, just it just made a lot of sense. And uh, it's, it's good. It, it, it played out very well. Lorna, at some point, I think it's in the last episode, maybe. Um, at some point she she's talking to someone and says well she says multiple times i think that she has a gut feeling about people she's brought that up multiple times and said, i feel well yeah what's that she says it in season one as well yeah oh yes 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 she does um so we, we you know we start to think she's very smart she's going to law school but she kind of relies on this gut mickey I've, I've grown to feel like more and more as watching the show that he relies a lot on identifying leverage that he can use just leveraging information as he discovers it. Do you feel like that? I mean, he, there's obviously a lot more to him. He's willing to take risks. He's very observant. But if we kind of put her in this gut feeling area along with her legal knowledge, what would be the biggest thing you would say about Mickey that coincides with his legal knowledge? Well, I think the funny thing is Mickey's gut feelings are probably just as strong, if not stronger than Lorna's. He just ignores them. Oh, interesting. Much, okay. Much to his detriment, probably. Mm -hmm. And part of why he ignores them is that he's trained to do so as a criminal defense attorney. He's trained that they don't matter. Right. Okay. Client says, I'm innocent. Mm -hmm. I have a gut feeling that they're in fact not. It doesn't matter. So it's irrelevant, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, he keeps finding themselves in these situations where it's not irrelevant, where, where, because of the nature of the books and the stories and the thriller aspect of them, where there, there's like danger to his life, danger to other people's lives, danger to you know society, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
considerably more danger than the average criminal defense attorney faces, of course. But uh, so, I, you know, I think Mickey, Mickey also has strong gut feelings. He just doesn't pay enough attention to it. Okay. Okay. That's very helpful. Uh, That's some good insight. Like yeah. That. Beyond that, Mickey, I think identifying leverage is a great way to look at it, right? I mean, I think mm -hmm. that's really smart. And I, you know, I think Mickey is um, Mickey is looking at everything as what can I use, right? What yeah. can I, what can I, you know, I have a job to do, and what can I use to do it? Yeah. Okay. Now, which was the you said there? Were, I think you said there were going to be two songs from Silver Sun pickups in the series. Yeah. Were there two? What was the second one? It was uh, a song called "Move On Fast." Oh yeah. Uh, which is used in the opening montage of episode 10. Okay. It, uh, I mean, the, the lyrics are bury your past and move on fast. So it okay. very, very directly. Right. Nine to 10. Yeah. You know, into what we're talking about with Lisa. Yeah. And it is a song by Yoko Ono that is not very oh, cool, okay. but it's really kind of a great song. The original features guitar by John Lennon, this really like blistering guitar hook by John Lennon and, you know, Yoko's, unique vocals let's put it that way mm -hmm. and there's there was something fun about i'm the man by joe jackson uh, you know i don't know if that's the best known song in the world i know it very well because it comes from an era of music that i love and, and mm -hmm. an artist and so but you know I, I imagine a lot of our viewers maybe aren't that familiar with it right whereas move on fast by yoko ono is not a song i was familiar with until i found it okay to use in this show and i don't think it's a song very many people are familiar with so there's something interesting mm -hmm. about using a pretty well-known song yeah and then well-known song and having them both covered by a great band and yeah and I th they just knocked it out of the park they was yeah. and they were work with and so talented and i mean just a great group of people and yeah very excited that we are able to have them be a part of the show and, and showcase what they did with their songs very cool and then you introduce them you know to, to at least partially to an audience that didn't know them i was not familiar with them so it's been a it's been fun for me now to to know about yeah. them you know, they do a radio show on Amplifier. Yeah, I saw uh, your post about that. I need to go yeah. back and try to get it because I, I, uh, I was on their radio show, gosh, a couple of weeks ago, and I think uh -huh. it's still. So yeah, there's that post, so you can oh, look. Listen. Yeah, try to find it based off the the name of the or the episode that it did. And they've been playing in support of their new album, and actually, they're going to be playing here in LA on September 27th at a place called the Bellwether. So Dale and I are going to go there. Oh, very cool! Very cool. I'll let you go. Last thing is we get this solid intro into the gods of guilt story. Yeah. So we're pumped thinking third season was this maybe the source material getting very excited. I'm trying to remember the order too in the books. No, because no gods of guilt. No, but did it come after it comes story? After fifth witness. Yes, it does. Um, okay. Yeah. Because reversal comes in between brass verdict. Uh, and, and I will say that, you know, not to give anything away, but we have we have plans through at least four seasons and plans for further mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. You know, we love making the show and, and want to make it as long as people want to watch. So mm -hmm. wanting to watch and we have source material to work from because there are uh, at least two more books beyond Gods of Guild and Michael's working on another one right now. So there's there's plenty more to do if people are enjoying the show. Yeah. But but you know you you're identifying it correctly that we're teeing up Gods of Guilds to be the the potential third season. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Chapter of that book and made it the you know the last ten minutes of this episode. You know. Right. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I can't remember the how long I was between listening to the two books. I was trying to confirm the order because I just want to give you a hard time that it really packed a punch seeing Glory Days 
at the end because yeah. we really she was very likable you know yeah. Yeah. All, all along and especially this season you know she was just part of that that big takedown and everything brave yeah. you know and you had this hopes for a fresh start so yeah it packed a punch yeah you brought that likability and then mm, got us so <laughs> but that's part of what we do in tv we feel things so yeah job well, well done <laughs> yes that's our that's what we're yeah. in for yeah all right well thank you so much i really appreciate it it's always just really fascinating to get this You're info we'll be in touch Bye. Care, bye